This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Episode number is this, you know? 179. All right. You heard the man. This is episode 179 of the Basement Bookers Podcast. I'm Jerry, a.k.a. Jerry on the Spot, a.k.a. your reigning defending Basement Bookers champ, joined as usual by Rich the Riz. Also here, still not the champ. That'll hopefully change in two weeks. Yes. Forever challenged. Challenger. Yeah, I'm challenged. You're forever the challenger. Oh, yes. So you're calling you're, me like mentally challenged. You're just building it up, brother. You're that, building up that, SummerSlam, brother. Yeah, man. SummerSlam. Yeah. SummerSlam weekend NXT we're going. Should we do something special for the takeover since we're going? Should we have like uh an exhibition match? Well, I've been trying to get you to get us to go for wrestling classes so we could have a match. No, I but- mean like in predictions, like an exhibition, like pick. oh for takeover, yeah. I don't know. I can't think about that now. Okay, great. We'll think about <laughs> that later. I I don't have I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. Well, your bandwidth is uh on uh, a lot of work hours and it's late. So, without further ado, why don't you regale us so we can get straight to the apps and uh, head on straight to the meets, which is an episode of Jer Smackdown. I just want to keep your energy levels checked, you know? Check. All right. So, appetizers. First up, uh, it does seem that Bailey injured her shoulder during her match with Nia Jax on Raw. That match was bad. It was. <laughs> uh, and she said to undergo further testing this week to determine the extent of the injury and a timetable for her recovery. Please get well soon, Bailey. Do you think they'll switch it to Sasha Banks? Well, versus Alexa Bliss, if she, Bailey's hurt, she can't uh, uh, maybe they. I could see that, or maybe Nia Jax, since Nia Jax is the one that hurt Bailey, or maybe Triple Threat. Ooh, I mean, they, there's a lot of things they could do with this. They, I could see them maybe not wanting to do Triple Threat because they have so many other multi-person matches going on. But yeah, I get you want everybody to be on the card, but come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was revealed this week that John Cena will play the title character Bumblebee in the Transformers spinoff set. For release December 2018. He should play uh, Mark Wahlberg character's father since this movie's gonna take place in like the 80s. Well, he's he's playing Bumblebee. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He's not playing Bumblebee. He's playing Bumblebee. What? Did, did you miss part where I say Cena will play the title character Bumblebee? I thought he was just in the movie. No, he got the lead role, right? Yeah, but Bumblebee doesn't talk. Well, he uses radio stations. Maybe. And he's a robot. He's a CG robot. Wait, John Cena's not a robot? No, he's a, he's an actual person. Shit. Yes. Wow, that's <laughs> really weird. Like I didn't I would I thought he was going to be like, you know, well, I guess that makes sense. Maybe that's why he's friends. I don't fucking know. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> All right, I guess they're going to give Bumblebee a voice. And, well, I uh, think everything is to be determined at this point. All like, right. they, they didn't even start shooting yet. That's crazy. So maybe, uh, maybe John Cena will do the voice of the radio station that he's always tuned to. Nah, because it's always like, do you, do you ever watch the mo- those movies? Not yet. It's always like different, like parts of like audio weaved together to make a sentence. Like mm-hmm. it'll be like a couple lines from a movie. 
like different voices to make a cohesive conversation. Okay. I, I, I can imagine it. Everybody who's listening knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So do you. So that's it. I did it. There you go. Uh, Jericho got into a heated argument with a fan at a non-wrestling event outside of Irving Plaza in Manhattan Whoa. last Friday night. You didn't see the footage? There was footage. Oh, cool. The I'm going to check it out. Yeah, the fan reportedly wanted an autograph, and after accommodating the fans at first, Jericho got upset and started declining, leading to a verbal altercation. Jericho said to TMZ later on that the person uh, that he was there paying a tribute to who had passed, uh, he was a friend of his, and Jericho says he wasn't in a good state of mind at the time, and instead of ignoring a pushy or rude fan like usual, he snapped and he apologizes. Uh, I saw the footage. Um, Jericho was being held back by another friend of his, but he wasn't advancing. It was more like the other friend was sort of just like there, right, with his hand on it, on it, the front of his shoulder, as if to hold him back if he decided to try and go at the dude. But Jericho, like Jericho, was standing there, leaning against the wall, hands in his pockets, just talking. It, it was like Jer- like Jericho was waiting for the guy to throw a fist or something. Jericho's old school. He is. He doesn't give a fuck. He's not like the rest of these pussies. <laughs> yeah, like, like, come on, like, he's not even there for wrestling event. He's not there for himself. He's there to pay tribute to his friend that died. Yeah, it's something like respect, but like, did the fan know, you know, people are ignorant. I don't know, the the, the person who was a tribute to, David Z, uh, I did not look him up. Um, I don't know if he was, in, he, he was probably in a rock band or something. Um, so I don't know how publicized their friendship was. Like I said, I never heard of the dude. This is above my pay grade. Something like that. Uh, speaking of confrontations, in a follow-up to last week's story about, uh, the Karen Jarrett Braun Strowman incident, Karen herself answered a question posted, posed during a GFW media conference call by saying that they were basically working the crowd the whole time. Oh, good. Yes, she said that it was two people that work in wrestling playing their characters with each other, and obviously the crowd ate it up because it turned into a huge story that we're still talking about a week later, but this is the end of it, unless you got something to say. You bunch of marks. (laughs) You're you're all marks. You just got caught. You big dummies. You big... I believed it. I believed it. (laughs) I did too, but I wasn't there, you know? Like, if we were there, I was like, I don't think... Yeah, like, when you hear... Yeah, I I got worked. (laughs) We all got worked. By the way, I saw footage of um, uh, Baron Corbin after a show consoling a child that he made cry. Damn it! He broke character, but you know what? That, like, I think he could have a face run if they wanted to. I don't think they should. I think he's a fantastic heel, but... I don't know. I saw a little, saw a little scene in that. Like he, he was holding the kid. The kid was still crying. Like maybe somewhere between the ages of three and five. Oh. Um. So the kid was crying, and he was holding the kid, and Braun put the kid down. He, uh, Braun. Jeez. I know. Um, I wasn't gonna call you on. I was gonna let it go. Thank you, Corbin. He put the kid down. He took his shirt off, gave the shirt to the kid's father, and picked the kid back up so the dad could take could take a picture of Corbin holding the kid. Wow. What a great guy. Like, if I was him, I would have bought that kid an ice cream cone, and I would have taken that ice cream cone, and I would have smashed it into his face, <laughs> and then just walked away, and then gave him the shirt to clean the ice cream off his face. 
That would have been great. That's real heel shit right there. That is. Um, I find this bit of news interesting. It's not... I don't think it's necessarily... Uh, it might be important. Let's see. Uh, WWE sent out a survey earlier this week to their fan council mailing list asking which non-WWE talent they consider their favorites. Ooh. The list included the Young Bucks, the Briscoes, Ethan Carter, Kenny Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, Hangman Page, Sienna, Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, Son of Havoc, Kenny King, War Machine, Lashley, Angelina Love, Jushin Thunder Liger, Zack Sabre Jr., and a bunch more that I had never heard of. Do you have, like, a results, or...? Uh, if there are results, I, no, I, I don't have them. They haven't been posted online yet. Oh, okay. Um, I'm guessing it was someone that is on this mailing list that publicized it. Sounds about right. Um, yeah. Who would you... Who would you want? <sighs> you only pick one. Of those, my favorite. I could probably say... Um, Zack Sabre Jr., but I think WWE would have a lot more to work with with a guy like Marty Skrull. Okay, cool. Which I think that would be awesome. I, I would pick Kenny Omega because he has a cool look. Kenny Omega is pretty damn cool, too. Yeah. so Pretty damn cool. Uh, let me see. What was, what was that? Okay. Last two bits of news. Uh, apparently Paige had a, her CAT scan today. Ugh. Um, she said she got to do her last checkup on Monday, this coming Monday. Uh, she says, hopefully I'll be back sooner rather than later, but I don't know at this point. Um, let me see. Is she still with Del Rio? I think so. <sighs> she, um. Not that it's any of my business. Yeah. She closed. She closed the statement saying, "So I'm excited to get back to WWE. So let's hope that they are even interested in bringing her back. That would be nice." Yeah, there's nothing worse than wasted talent. Then you gotta sit there and be like, "Oh, what if she didn't this? And what if she didn't that?" And that's the thing you can't control: people's life choices. What if are the two worst words ever? Yeah, man. I hate what if. What if I crossed the street when I was supposed to? Mm -hmm. What if I didn't? What if I stayed home that day? What if I didn't stay at home that day? What if I said yes? What if I... All right. I'm, Here's another I'm, bad what if. What if Taboo Tuesday came back? Um, Because WWE filed a trademark for it last week. Damn it. Why? Uh, why Why would they do this to us? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Man. I mean, well, I mean... Do you the remember last time. anything cool happening? I don't have a good memory for it. The only real memory I have... I have two real memories of Taboo Tuesday. One, the whole stage looked like a, a keyboard on a laptop. Yeah, that was really I remember dirty. that. That's the one where you could vote, right? For yeah. stipulations and things? Yeah, that was the point. And then it became Cyber Sunday. Taboo, they had two Taboo Tuesdays. And then after that, they changed to Cyber Sunday because their pay-per-views are on Sundays. And... Yeah, I don't remember anything from that. But I remember there was one match where it was uh you pick you get to pick who um gets to fight the world champ. Uh-huh. And like it that year, make sure you're recording this folks. That year it should have been Christian. Oh yeah. 
And he didn't get picked. Who and then he pick? left for TNA. I don't remember. Oh, so the fans' fault. Oops. I I left my phone sound on. Goddamn unprofessional. I know. I just never expect any notifications well, with me being just a regular guy, just like everybody else, except for I've got championship gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, after that Taboo Tuesday, Christian left WWE and went to TNA and started his clapping thing before he did the, the kill switch, which uh, it was that was originally called the Unprettier. They called the kill switch over there. He started doing the clapping thing, and I, I realized how stupid that the clapping thing is. Yeah, it looked really dumb. Well, I think that I think that was when I started disliking Christian. Well, I feel like you should have a thing to get the crowd hot, you know? Yeah, but Christian. Yeah, because it's better when they do it that way. Because I've been to shows where it's like it's a match you're not particularly interested in, mm-hmm. and like. The people in the match start clapping mm-hmm. to get some motivation in there, and it's like I don't like that. Yeah, it's better when it comes from like a like a, a part of the move. So it's like it feels like you're a part of the match mm-hmm. in a way. If you clap hard enough, then that move is gonna is gonna work. Yep. And I I just flashed to uh, John Cena in any tag match when he's on the apron waiting for the hot tag. Yeah. So like, he doesn't awesome. have to do anything; just be excited. Well, that that's it for the appetizers. But can we jump ahead briefly to SmackDown? Because I just mentioned John Cena. Uh, we could do whatever we want because it's obvious for the quality of our shows that we run this shit. We run this shit, right? So yeah. Oh wow, that that guy in the booth is gone. Where'd there was go? never anybody in the booth. Shut up. Oh, stop trying to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? There was a guy in the booth last week, and that's why our audio was messed up. Yeah, it was his fucking fault. We decided to get an outside person, and I blame them. I think it was Hornswoggle. Whoever the fuck. He was Hornswoggling our audio. Yeah, someone sabotaged the basement bookers. Yeah. So, Cena got dropped on his head. Like, it was supposed to be the imploder suplex. I'm wondering if maybe he thought it was supposed to be, like, a side suplex. Uh... Uh, and he didn't, so he didn't get up high enough, so he landed on his head, but he was okay, thankfully. Um, turned out he worked an angle with Corbin after the show went off the air, and he put Corbin through an announce table. And as was shown on the air, uh, he was like, he stood up and congratulated Nakamura after yeah. that was with, 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 with a little, little gripe, and obviously with the fucking injury scare, that was still a great match. I have I had a gripe that I mentioned on the pot um, the basement bookers Facebook page mm-hmm. on my SmackDown. Uh, I don't have a title yet. So, <laughs> like when John Cena, uh shit, it wasn't John Cena. I'm trying to remember what I was griping about. Oh yeah, the only thing was that there was a commercial. Like I'm pretty sure you could have done that match without commercial. Yeah. They've done it before where you could do a, a match, like even like a long match without commercial interruption. They should have done that. And if nothing else, how come they didn't do the little box thing? They didn't do that either. Yeah, I don't they know. They do that for the lesser matches. Why not that one? That's weird. Is there like a, a, a budget, you know, on that? Uh, there, there probably is. I think maybe they were thinking that people are interested enough in that match to sit and stay tuned. Whereas if you got... Uh, what was it? Sammy versus Aiden English? 
Yeah, like, he like, lost. He did. But before that, I'm just saying, like, they had a commercial during that match, and they did the little box thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we get to we get to see the match still, so I'm not going to go take a shit right now. Um, but I hear, like, these Verizon commercials and fucking all these other commercials and shit. And, like, like actually, yeah. the commercial, the, the audio distracts a lot from the video. Does it? Yeah, I remember I said I like the idea because I get to still see the match, but, like, nothing happens. It's still commercial shit. You could just mute it. I could, but... You, you know what I would, I would do? I would mute it and just call the match. Like, oh, I'll... Stay tuned. We got our outside correspondent while we go take a piss over here. Us announce people. We're going to piss in a bucket while Jerry takes over and uh, talks us through the match on the commercial break. And I'll that would be a cool option if you could. Uh, the, the sponsors wouldn't go for it. No, they wouldn't go for it. <laughs> but I yeah. Was, I was going to say, like, if you could have during commercial announcers where, like, you choose the audio that you want to listen to, they should let you do that for all the shows. I brought this up last time we hung out at your house, mm-hmm. but uh, it got shot down by someone there. But how, like, you should be able to pick your own commentary team. I agree. Um, I wasn't the one that shot it down. I know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. Like, we, we know more people than just ourselves, people, just so you know. You know, sometimes we don't really know ourselves because in life, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> um... But I could see how, from their standpoint, that would be impractical. Like, it would be awesome if we could, like, push a button on our remote and get, like, JBL and Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Well, no. I mean, like, this set announced teams. Like, you, they'll, they'll give you a set announced teams to choose from. You can't just mix and match. Yeah. But if, if we're dreaming, we may as well dream big. Well, I was just trying to make it a practical application here. Like, what would you... I would pay money if it was Ron Simmons <laughs> and Teddy Log calling a match. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Or, like, Ron Simmons, Teddy Long, and, uh... What's that douchebag's name? Uh... Byron Saxon? Tony Schimmel. Ah! Yeah! Oh, that's not what Chimmel does, though. I know he can do anything he wants, though. <laughs> What's that dude's name that he's on the news? Uh, gray hair. Oh, Scott Stanford. Scott Stanford, Ron Simmons, and Teddy Long. Do it. Wow, Let's do it. That's the announced team I would want. That be perfect. W- that would be great. Yeah, I'm excited just thinking about it right now. Well, where do we put Morrow in there? Well, he's he's on NXT. Yeah, but well, you could if, do if we're picking whatever announcer we want. You could put him, the English guy that he does it with, Nigel McGuinness, and uh, we'll replace that other guy with uh, just them two. Like you don't need a third guy for them. Nigel McGuinness and Mar Ronaldo. Yeah, and, uh, Nigel. Something about his voice. I love I don't, it. I don't. I love, love accents. I just don't. I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of the three man announced team, though. So it seems to be all they're doing, though. I know. I get it. I get it. Like they have. I think what they're doing is they're doing the um, the veteran straight man, the color commentator, and 
the theoretical upcoming straight man. Yeah, I don't like it. Or in the case of Percy Watson, the upcoming uh, color commentator. It was fine with King and JR for how many years, you know? Yeah, King. Well, he... He got old. Yeah, as he as time went on, that's what happens with people. Start. Eventually, Cole's gonna be like you. Like, listen, dude, you gotta maybe you gotta step, take a step back. You know, think about things, reevaluate yeah. your life. You know, fucking fired Jr. and kept King. Yeah, it's, it's weird. What uh, is another reason for that? Whatever. Nah, Whatever. Yeah. Let's not bring up old wounds. Uh AJ and Owens. That was interesting because, like, AJ won the same way he lost yep. the title. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that there's a mad scramble in the back to figure stuff out because Owens is slighted. Mm-hmm. But, like, no one gave a shit when it happened to AJ Styles. But I guess because he's a face, you don't have to really worry about him. Yeah, the face is like, all right, whatever, shit happens, I'll get the title back. Yeah, and like, Owens was okay with what happened, you know, when he won. Well, yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. I get it. I get it that they want to put Shane as the special guest referee, which... They were talking about Owens having a match against Shane. You know, originally. I'd rather not see Shane McMahon wrestle anybody. Agreed. Like, why? What are you doing? Like, as good of a match as it'll be you got guys that want to work yeah that that their job is to work yeah shane's job is to have the mcmahon last name i don't mind aj wrestling kevin owens again that's SummerSlam. let's just blow it off there you know don't need to play hot potato with the united states championship yeah it's it's getting excessive is it because owens doesn't have a gimmick outside of the face of Amer- the new face of america Maybe. Is the new face of America a sore loser? Aww. What are they trying to say to us? Are we sore losers as a country? Um. Stay tuned to a different maybe. podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as we mentioned, uh, Sami Zayn lost. But, you know, they still advanced the storyline between Sami and Mike Kanellis. Yeah. All they did was come out and say, we like it when you lose, and they leave. It wasn't even worth the time of their music playing. <laughs> That's literally all they said. But but it's the greatest love of all. Yeah, look, listen. They, uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I need to see more, I guess. I would like to see more, Maria. Yeah, me too. Like it's, that stuff she's wearing in New Japan and Ring of Honor. I don't know if they'll do that here. But they uh, should. I don't think they will. But yes, they should. Maybe uh, swimsuit friggin' photo shoots? Nah, yeah, man. Just do it. Stop being babies. We're all adults. You worried about kids? They're watching worse than that, man. Come on. Yeah, seriously. Like, Lana's getting cheeky on Instagram. I don't mind. Nobody minds. She wasn't on this week, was she? The tag team match was Becky Lynch and uh, Naomi. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, Natalia and Miss Money in the Bank. Yup. Yeah, that was alright, I guess. Good finish. Smart yeah. finish. A lot of smart finishes on SmackDown this week. Yeah, SmackDown was A-OK. But did you see how Shinsuke don't, like, with what he, when Cena went for that AA combo, I thought it was going to be a wrap. Yeah, me too. I but was like, what? He didn't let, I, well, if the second one happened. Yeah. 
maybe. I don't know. I don't think Cena's offense was that strong. It wasn't. I not think I think uh, John Cena's the old line now. And Naki. Nakimura. He's the young lion. Yep. So right now Cena doesn't have a match at Mania. At, uh, yeah, geez. At uh, SummerSlam. He could wrestle Baron Corbin. Because Baron Corbin attacked him. Oh, you're talking about after the show? Yeah. Oh. Uh, they can do that, sure. You give John Cena that, you get Baron Corbin that John Cena rub. Yeah, but spoiler. Yeah. Uh, Cena is going to be on Raw after SummerSlam. Okay. So he could do the favors on his way out of uh, SummerSlam, that's fine. Yeah, like let let Corbin get a big win. Yeah, or a loss. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah. He's the money in the bank guy. He's and he's a heel. Teflon, baby. Yup. Shit don't stick. Cash in is he could cash in on the winner of Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal for all we know. Yup. That would be great. Not great for Shinsuke though. Like say, say Shinsuke Nakamura beats Jinder Mahal, which he should. Mm-hmm. And then Baron Corbin cashes in on Nakamura. He he could probably lose though. He might not even win. Maybe I could just go at it. That's 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 for later. That's for that's for uh, the SummerSlam show. I feel we can talk about that. See how things go. Uh I don't think I have anything else from SmackDown. About the Usos and Fashion Peaks, we got those two. All right, yeah, Fashion Peaks was. At first, I'm like, okay, I've seen a little Twin Peaks before, but this was far more interesting. It's like I don't know what's happening. I had never seen Twin Peaks. It's a weird show. And, uh... I gathered. I guess... Is Dango missing? For real? Well, he was abducted, remember? Yeah, he was abducted. Was he abducted by aliens? Uh, that's one of the theories. Man, I'm really curious what that... What team is, uh... Stalking the fashion police. Do you have a theory? I don't. Uh, that's good that we don't have a theory. I mean, I mentioned... Last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, it could be sanity. It could be, uh, you said it could. It could be um, heavy, heavy machinery. machinery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no uh, real clues this week though. Like no like solid leads. I feel it's too. Oh, it must have been two weeks ago because last week, uh, Breezango wasn't on SmackDown. Right. Which was bullshit. Yeah. Well, they're like the whole internet, the whole IWC is talking about Breezango right now. It's right so now. hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing on SmackDown that I want to talk about was Usos mocking the New Day. That was all right. Yeah. You think it's time for the New Day to get serious? Is that what's going to happen? I think so. Oh, you think maybe they'll jump the Usos from behind? I hope so. Start using some heel tactics? Did you notice that the Usos have words in their song now? Yeah, they do. I don't know what it is, but... Maybe next week I'll 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 say it, <laughs> and uh, just like I did Jinder Mahal's. Yeah, I don't remember what the words were, but I remember I I heard one ish. Ah, day day one ish, that's in there. It's so so it's like day one, but not right. That's what that means. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's like ish sort of. Yeah, kind of sort of kind of in a way. Yeah, maybe I guess uh, could be day zero, could be day two, somewhere somewhere around there. So. With Raw. Yeah. What do you think about uh, 
Paul Heyman's thing about Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar loses, he's not. He's not. He's leaving the WWE. I feel like that's kind of a bitch move. I think it's just playing off of the fact that um, John Jones and Brock calling each other out on uh, social media. Yeah. To sort, and that's all being done to gain more hype for um, SummerSlam because if. Brock wants to fight in UFC again. He has to register with the USADA, and he still has five months on his suspension. Like That's it's right. not, it's it's not like oh he's in WWE for five more months. No, he has to go. He has to go back into the USADA pool and then start that last five months. Yeah, and train. That too. You gotta be in camp. You can't you can't fight John Jones without a camp. And some steroids. I mean, whatever. Whatever you want. Dick pills. Dick, dick pills. Dick pills. Big now, dick pills. Now, uh, we were talking, I don't know if we were talking about it or if you had said it on social media, but you were talking about uh, if uh, what weight class it would be. Oh, super fight, I think. Well, right, but super fight is, is not a thing. If I think you mean catch weight. Yeah. Meaning they just go into whatever weight they want. Brock, now. Would kill him? Well, Brock. <laughs> let me explain why. Let, okay. let, let's 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 do the math on this. Let's math it out, as they say. Brock's almost three hundred pounds. Right. Brock walks around at like two ninety five. The the weight limit. See, heavy the heavyweight class in UFC and mixed martial arts in general, because I think they all use like the same set of rules. Is now okay for every other weight class. Uh, middle uh, light heavyweight is two oh five. So you have to weigh in somewhere between two oh four and two oh six. Uh, and the weight class below that is one eighty five. Uh, middleweight, 185. So you got to weigh in somewhere between 184 and 186. Heavyweight is the only weight class where you can weigh anywhere between two, I think it's 205 and 265. Brock cuts 30 pounds to get under that 265 weight limit. If they decide to do this at catch weight, which they will not do. Right. Because it would be a terrible idea for John Jones. It will be a bad day for Dana White because everyone will know exactly what's going to happen. If they do it at catch weight, Brock doesn't have to cut any weight. He's going to come in at two, uh, 295, 285, whatever the hell ridiculous he is. Jones, let's, so he cuts weight to get down to 205. So let's say, wait, to 225, I'm sorry. Light heavyweight is 225. Middleweight is 205. Uh, welterweight is 185, maybe. I don't know. It sounds right. The point is, Brock is going to be a good 60 pounds heavier than John Jones. Now, not to blow smoke, but that a lot of that is muscle. Even if it weren't, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of mass. So have John Jones go up to Brock, or they can meet in the middle. Well, Jones, see, John Jones is used to competing at the weight class he's in. For Jones to get near Brock's level, what's John Jones going to do? Put on 50 pounds? He can. He can, but do you know what putting on 50 pounds is going to do to your cardio? Now, is it going to be 50 pounds of muscle or 50 pounds of fat? Muscle. Muscle, right. You know how long that takes to do? Long time. Y- yeah, you, you put on a bunch of muscle and it took a while, right? Yeah. It wasn't 50 pounds. No. It took years, right? Maybe. Let's say a year. Okay. Let's say you put on 20 pounds of muscle in a year. Depends on how hard I work, but yeah. So, 
it'll kill his to put on 20 pounds of fat it'll kill his cardio or whatever whatever amount of weight it is same same if he's putting on that much muscle he's going to be slower stronger sure but slower and still not as strong as Brock that's what they do to catch weight if they do it at heavyweight John Jones will have to get up to 225 or whatever whatever it is yeah I don't know what they're going to do and he'll still be outweighed by at least 40 pounds yeah if he could possibly keep it keep them on their feet he might get lucky but I know you know Brock is just crazy fast for a dude that size. Yeah, but John Jones is really good. He is really and good. And he's like in his prime. Like, I don't want to take anything away from John Jones. He's right. been a great fighter for the past He's been a great fighter since he won the belt the first time. Right. And that's that's a, a number of years. John Jones is at the top of his game. He is I think very he good. lost once and it was like a bullshit uh Disqualification. It was a disqualification in a, a fight against Matt Hamill. I remember this because um, he had Hamill on his back and he was coming down with 12 6 elbows, which are illegal. Right. Yes, he they up, are. He ended up knocking him out with that. Yeah. And I remember the like the clo- the closing shot of Matt Hamill was he was laying flat out, like perfectly lined on his back, and he had a little a pool of blood in his eye socket. Yeah, one time he broke his toe. Oh, I and remember. he didn't know that was until the, he was talking to Joe Rogan was after that the, the fight. fight. I think so. One of those things. Oh, if I'm wrong, then I watch wrestling. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't yeah, know. that was gruesome. Also, I was very drunk that night. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching at a sports bar. But yeah, that'd be cool to see that fight. A lot of cool fights coming. McGregor Mayweather. Jones, Lesnar, maybe, question mark. Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question mark. But uh, more to the point what we were discussing in the wrestling world, I think that was just put there to put the possibility that Brock Lesnar could lose. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to lose. Like, it's too early for me to tell what's going to happen with that. Because Heyman has been, in every promo, Heyman is putting over Joe as a beast. Well. In a way. Roman Reigns pinned Samoa Joe in that triple threat match on Monday. Mm-hmm. So now Roman Reigns has a victory over both guys. And Braun Strowman has a victory over Roman, but that was in an ambulance match. Not like a straight up. But but what I like about that is Braun outsmarted Roman in yeah, that match. Yeah, which he shouldn't have because he's a heel and Roman's a face. And, and because... And and because Strowman got outsmarted in his um, dumpster match, dumpster match—that's what it was. Yeah. But then again, maybe that is uh, they're using that as a sign of character development. Maybe, maybe he's smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Did you see Fed Balor uses use mind games on Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I like that. That was great. It's like okay, it's great. You know, they got to do something with that. Make it work because Finn Balor is fading away from my mind right now. Like, the only Finn Balor I know is the one I write about in my show. Like, I don't know what's happening here. At least he's done walking with Elias or whatever the hell that means. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, anything else of note from Raw? Because, I don't know. I can't think of anything that I didn't already cover. Reading. 
It's all right. Oh, Ambrose and Seth teasing, yada, yada. Yeah, that's... Okay. They'll, oh, yeah, maybe they'll have a tag team title match at SummerSlam. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. What if this time Dean Ambrose turns on Seth Rollins? Oh, no. It's a possibility. Yeah, that was it. All right. That's what that means. It means it's time for SmackDown. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Oh, uh, interesting news on NXT. There was a vignette. Mm-hmm. Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back. Oh, wait. Like I- a group. Yeah, they've been airing those vignettes for three weeks now. Yeah, well, I just came back to fucking NXT, all right? The it's, fuck do um, you want me to do? <laughs> street Profits. Yeah. Profits like money. Still not going to be as good as mine. No. Fuck them. Nothing is. Nothing, goddamn. Like, why don't they just do that? Why don't they just do what I'm doing? We know you listen. We know you. We know what you're doing. And this week's going to be even better. Uh, not to... All right, so last week... Last week. Last episode of SmackDown, which I closed the other shit. Doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I get a, I, the, as usual, I do like a Dawkins segment to start. Mm-hmm. But this time, I start with a match. And, uh, it's Apollo Crews beating Elias with his finishing move. Cool. That's the, it. Uh, the yep. spinning powerbomb. Yeah. I figured I'd give him a W on my show. So, segment two. Angelo Dawkins is training Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak to work better as a team because they're gonna they they want to be tag team champions. Mm-hmm. That's uh what we went over last time. One of my many talents is training. Now you guys already work great together. Now you're gonna work as a unit even better. Roman, you got the power, but we're gonna work on your speed and agility. Both of you will need to work together. Kid Kayak is gonna talk now. I'm I'm pretty quick already, a doc. Like real quick reflexes too. You should see me tie my shoes. I'm done in like two seconds. <laughs> I know you're fast, kid, but you guys are gonna sync up, and that's why I have this chicken coop set up. Where are all the chickens? Roman says. Well, there's a truck that says livestock. Oh, I thought maybe it was for a music festival gimmick like Woodstock. (laughs) Angelo Dawkins looks like he's going to say something and thinks better of it. Right. Anyways, they are not chickens. They are roosters. Roman, Angelo, I am not chasing cocks. (laughs) Angelo, you both are. Release the cocks! The truck opens and a flood of roosters leaves the truck. Roman and Kid Kayak give chase. Segment three. Charlotte lays a challenge. She says she wants to face Nia Jax for the women's championship. Becky Lynch comes out. She says, It's easy for Charlotte to talk big, being that Nia Jax isn't even here this week. And that if anybody's going to fight Nia Jax, it's going to be Becky Lynch. And she's willing to fight Charlotte for that opportunity right now. Charlotte versus Becky goes to a no contest when Alexa Bliss and Naomi attack them. What's happening here? Mm. You'll have to tune in next week. Segment four, Roman and Kid Kayak were able to catch all the roosters. There were a bunch of them and their hands are all bandaged from being pecked. Angelo Dawkins has his stopwatch and it shows they caught all the roosters in five minutes. Not bad, guys. 
Great timing. I thought it would take you at least 10 minutes. But Roman, your quickness has improved. Kid Kayak is... I am so hungry right now. <laughs> Can we take a break? I ordered chicken sandwiches. They are right. Roman Reigns and Kid Kayaks bolt for the food. There. Well, when you guys are finished, it's time to work on some power. Segment five is the Big Bullies, which is the team of Big Show versus Bubba Ray Dudley, and they defeat Enzo and Cass. Because, fuck them. <laughs> Segment six. Finn Balor beats Neville with his finisher. John Cena runs in from the crowd and attacks Finn Balor. When Neville goes to join the attack, John Cena gives him an AA and continues his attack on Finn Balor. The locker room then spills out from the back to separate them. That's right, guys. We gotta pull apart. This shit just got realer. <laughs> Segment 7. Roman Reigns and Kid Kayak are wearing heavy suits. What is with this gear? It's too heavy. Roman says, it's not that heavy, bro. We are, uh, we're working on power. Roman's got it, and you have some, you know, you lift a little bit. So you guys are gonna do 200 push-ups in these to get your strength up together. Dude, it's like 80 pounds. I can barely move. Well, you better get started, brother. Cause this is gonna start now. And the <laughs> time just starts ticking. Segment eight. Tag team title match. It's the Wyatts. The team is gonna be Luke Harper and Eric Rowan defending cause they freebird the shit. And in defending against American Alpha, uh, Braun Strowman's not there. He's, uh, skinning Dear. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Wyatts regain, retain against American Alpha when Dean Ambrose's music hits. You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking about what championships I want to hold. And you know what? I'm going for these tag team titles right now. Get me a referee. Luke Harper's got like a microphone. He says, Ambrose, we all know you're unhinged. But did you notice that you're alone? Oh yeah, that's why I have backup. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. What? Dean Ambrose and Orton have been in a blood feud for months. So this surprises everyone. Dean Ambrose hits Dirty Deeds on Harper. An RKO on Rowan. Uh, Rowan was a legal man. So we have new tag team champions. The team... Of Dean Ambrose, the Lunatic Fringe, and Randy Orton, who we all know he has voices in his head. And that's how we close SmackDown. We're tag team champions. Wow. Strange bedfellows. Indeed. I was originally going to make this episode like a tag team. Uh, Like, it was going to be a bunch of people thrown together in a tag team. And like a tournament to see who the number one contender was going to be. Mm. Or like, well, whoever makes it to the finals fights the champions that day. But then I was like, that sounds more like a raw thing. Yeah, tournaments so, are my thing. So I don't want to do that. So I didn't do that. Uh, Remind me. To change the champions? To do that. And well, I'm, I, I did part of it. When did Cho and Bubba drop the titles? 
They never. They dropped into the Wyatts. When? It was. I guess, uh, I guess they only held it for one episode. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Listen, we're we're worse than the WWE with our continuity because our what? episodes are so far apart. So maybe they never dropped them, and I don't remember anything. But yeah, fuck it. Just do what I tell you, boy. <laughs> do yeah. what you told, boy. Fuck you. I want to do what you tell me. God damn it! Update now. What'd you What'd you think of that? It was it's good. It's fun. Did it feel too uh, rushed? I I didn't want to make it rushed. It's just that that's eight segments. I don't know what else to do. I didn't feel rushed at all. Yeah, cool. I thought about it for some time while I was bathing. That's... I do my best thinking in there because I don't have my phone in there or any distractions. Just the water. Right. Yeah. Nah. Just water. Life is about water. Yeah, water is life. Yeah. Cannot live. Speaking of life, Rich looks like he's going to die. I don't want you to die, bro. Yeah. Tune in next week for the next episode of Riz is Raw. Yeah, uh, Rich to Riz has been very busy this week, so he was unable to uh, fulfill his duties. And we look forward. It's a savory anticipation. I don't know what that was about. So, yeah. Thanks for coming by to the Basement Bookers podcast. This episode, albeit brief, uh, you know, it's best sometimes just to cut it while it's fresh. So we'll check you guys next week. We're going to have Riz's Raw and, of course, so much realness. So much realness. Realness, realness. Straight up. Peace. We out. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Bookers Facebook page. Head over to Twitter. If you want to contact us directly, it's the best way. Rich Deriz... R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall, so make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!